Hi, everyone. It's Marnie with the Golden Thread Podcast. And today we have a really special person who I've known for many years and have been honored to be in his presence. We have Barrett Lee, who's tuning in from Maui. Mahalo, Barrett. Aloha. Thank you for having me. So beautiful to be here with you. So excited for this conversation we, <laughs> <laughs> and of course we we tuned in a little bit earlier and we were like we have so much to talk about but we're trying to like condense it so that it's nice and clear for all of you guys to understand because there is a ton of content uh, that we're going to be talking about and most importantly we're going to be featuring what Barrett's newest offering is and it's around um, the idea of the energetics of your interior design I just really love that title um, the interior design anatomy of the healer is his new offering. And um, we're going to just go right into it. So can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and anything that you want the listeners to know, especially what your, what your challenges are. And um, as you've been coming into your own, I've, I've watched you grown so much and it's just really amazing to witness. So please let, let the audience know who you are. Mm. Aloha. My name is Barrett Lee Tegner. Um, wow. Who am I? That's a wonderful question. Uh, right now, and I'm going to quote our friend Keone, I am all who I've, I, I have remembered myself to be. And that statement, I remember him saying that ringing so true and just it feels more relevant than ever before in this point in my life. Um, growing up, everything that I know now is pretty much what I knew then. There isn't really much difference except for having the words to describe it. And life always felt pretty easy as far as being able to drag myself around with my crown chakra. <laughs> and it's it's been interesting. You, you said, what's the challenge? It's like, the descension journey into the body has been the most challenging because what I realized is fragmenting out further from the now, the gut presence, our original innocence and consciousness, you go through the journey of exploring consciousness and all these different levels and layers. And then there's a point when you start to return back into the body. And upon returning into the body, there's in reverse all these different layers that we have to go through in order to integrate conscious on an embodied level. And in the last couple of years, it's felt like I've been going through my entire journey in reverse. And that has been the most humbling part. And it butted up against all that part of me that, I mean, I, prior to 2020, really, this like next shift into the next octave of our being, um, I felt like I'd kind of, quote unquote, mastered it all, you know, I felt really clean and clear with everything, how I experienced life, like my relationships up until that point, but the body has a record of its own. And when you start to return into that, life becomes real, like all this magical, amazing, mystical things 
that we can experience in consciousness begins to happen in the body on a whole other level. And it really just brings so much beauty out of that heady space and into us and into the body where we we can feel the beauty that we are, we can feel the compassion that we are, we can feel that light that we are in the body. And when the soul comes into physical form, it cold presses out of the cells of your body all that isn't in resonance with who you are. So the hardest thing for me has been remembering in those massive cold presses that what is coming up and out isn't something that I have to focus on so intently as if it's stuck there, but to honor it and grieve it as it completes its journey out and allowing that space that's created in the body to be filled up with more of who I truly am. And it can be confusing at times. And it's just been absolutely mind-blowing um, to go through the last couple of years and and feel like a beginner again, you know? Um, and I think that humility to the path is so important to continually living in awe and joy and discovery, which for me is way more important than feeling like I've gotten to some end point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. And, you know, I was, when you were just describing that, it really reminded me a lot of just giving birth, <laughs> you know, as a female embodiment, just like the energy coming from source of like the soul essence coming down through the chakra system, creating in the womb space and like creating that compression, you know, of like, ugh, creating life and then like purging and releasing everything that doesn't fit in that space. And uh, what a glorious experience to be able to actually be conscious of it, right? And a lot of people are, are living unconsciously. Uh, but really quickly, can you tell us like where you grew up and where you're living now? Yeah, I grew up uh, in small town, Albany, Oregon. <laughs> and I haven't been there since I was like 18 years old, but I've lived everywhere from D.C., San Francisco, Brazil, Mexico, Honolulu, and have found myself actually L.A., San Diego, uh, was there for a while, and finally made it back home to the islands, and am in the jungle of Maui. (laughs) (laughs) Which is wild. It's a wild, it's a wild story. Um, Just you know, following, following life is really interesting. I was in Kauai at a, at a medical intuitive course that was almost a month long. And the teacher said, go out to that tree and ask what you need. And I was like, okay, so walk out there before I could even sit down to meditate with this tree. It said, Hey boy, like how long until you root yourself, your beauty will never blossom until you root yourself. And I just instantly started crying. And here I find myself invited to live here in Maui in Huelo, which I discovered translates to the tailbone, Mm. to be rooted. And it's been this land and the frequency of this land that has brought me through these final stages of integrating into physical form which has also given birth in that same in in that same way that you were discussing 
uh, to interior design. It's been mm-hmm. through this land and the root um, that something so beautiful as interior design, anatomy of the healer could actually show up, so. It's so beautiful when the land actually invites you in. Mm. It's just truly, truly, it is, it is magical and it's also a deep, deep surrendering and uh, how fortunate that Maui chose you. <laughs> I feel we're very all better that. for it we're <laughs> all better for it right because then now you're really like in your authentic authentic vibration and um like look at all the ways that we have to kind of get there and I know we have a lot of people who are doing the same thing trying to find their activation point like where am I going to be at my best or where am I going to be feeling my best or because it's all going down to health and you and I are both survivors in many different ways. Um, and it's through our healing, our trauma, we'll go into the content a little bit here, but healing our own trauma, that's taking us on our paths of like doing the work, learning modalities, learning, channeling, learning energy work, learning yogic work, learning, 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 learning. Um, and now I see you at this point of like really developing your own curriculum, kind of like channeling source energy. And that is one thing I wanted to just mention to everyone is, you know, ever since I met Barrett and I can't even remember, I think we're probably at like eight years ago at this point. Um, definitely right away. I could, I could already sense how open your third eye was and like the way that you receive conscious divine guidance and um, the ability to articulate that is you know, through the throat chakra, through Vishuddha is extremely unique, especially in a male avatar. I'm going to just say that in the biology of the male avatar. So, you know, um, always wanting to highlight your work because it's really important uh, right now that, that the female and the masculine can be so open to receive and then vocalize like articulately as well as like mystically, right? Because we were talking about this too. Because it is, it can be extremely esoteric in nature, the the methodology, but actuality, it's like extremely scientific and structured and practical. And I think that that's where we're at right now as a collective is this practical magic, right? And so understanding the context of the body, of the chakra system, of the auric levels of the field. And of course, certain indigenous cultures have mastered this, the Tibetans, the yogis of the Hindu culture, like Jainism, like there's some that like just really, really mastered it, right? Um, so I wanted to go into a little bit, if you can describe uh, how this, and I know there's been your own personal journey as to receiving kind of like the content of what you're sourcing right now and this interior energetics of the interior design um, What's your process right now, you know, as a channel, as a healer, and then we'll talk about your clients and who comes to you, but how are you embodying this level of knowledge that's coming through you? Ooh, wow. Yeah. It literally just comes down to resolving distortions in the most basic way. Um, And distortions really just means the difference between the way that I, as 
in this human form have experienced something and the way that source sees it. So my belief and source's belief, my emotion about it and source's experience of it, all these differences between how we're experiencing something and how the universe is experiencing it without layers of conditioning. And what I found is the simplest way to heal anything, regardless of what it is, is to simply collapse, to go in and ask, what, what do I need to resolve in order for this to be healed completely? Because there's a different, there's a subtle difference between like healing and resolution that I think is important and healing we can almost be stuck forever on this path of being in point A, seeking point B, but only C, consciousness, is witnessing that whole entire journey. So it doesn't mean that we don't go through a linear experience because the body's access is linear and that's important for our experience here on earth. However, when we can zoom back out and see that A and B are always going to be happening, then we don't necessarily have to be oscillating between these two directions in order to get somewhere. We can just observe from Source's perspective. May I be shown Source's perspective of the situation? How can I remedy this? What needs to be made pono in relation to this situation or experience? Um, and really, it's about deep forgiveness. And even if you think you've forgiven something, or even if you think that you've healed something, the function of memory is to actually provide you value. And presence is that which only receives value. So if there's a memory that keeps haunting you on a body level or um, you know, an emotional memory, whatever it is, whatever kind of memory that's coming back to you. Most people will try and look to that and try and fix something about it. But perhaps a better question would be, what value is life trying to provide that I have not yet received? And the distortion in the field, regardless of what it is, essentially enters this reality through the framework of a false environment appearing real or fear. And that fear is literally the hologram that we experience. Fear isn't wrong. It's just something that allows us to experience separation and nowhere else other than within an experience or architecture of fear do we get to experience this, this reality. And so we can honor the sensation that comes alive within this experience of life, which sometimes is fear. But when we're unaware of the hologram, so to speak, we go through two different routes, either victim or victimizer, because we're trying to control how something is showing up, not recognizing that it is providing us the exact experience that's required in order for us to integrate our soul and come into resolution through the other two Bs, which is value and virtue. So all of healing, even literally quantumly shifting physical dis-ease, miraculously, today's miracles are tomorrow's science. And I feel my job is simply to bring 
the science of the future into this moment. And that's how and why I'm here. Um, and receiving a value and a virtue of something can shift the shift the vibration in your body so completely that something can instantly disappear. For example, a client that had strep throat and she's like, how do I clear this? And I just told her, write down everything that you've wanted to say that you never felt that you could or you resented and wanted to say something vicious to someone. Just write out everything and and burn it. Her strep throat went away without antibiotics. You know, it's like bacteria, viruses, fungi, they're all serving our consciousness. And when you change your relationship to anything, whether it's an emotion or a quote unquote pathogen and understand it and really bring in unity consciousness, not on like, oh, we're all one. It's like, no, literally everything is you. And it is important to create proper relating with all aspects of consciousness, whether you like it or not. And that is moving into a healing that's beyond your preference. Most people think healing means going into what feels comfortable. <laughs> it's definitely not it. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh my God. I don't know why that makes me chuckle so much, but yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And and I feel the the energetics and, you know, doing... Um, and my, my healing journey started with going to sacred path healing school, um, which is based off of Barbara Brennan's work with, from hands of light. And, um, she was a NASA physicist who also channeled in extreme quantum physics, and then was the, one of the first, um, to actually chart the auric field in a scientific way. Um, and a lot of the material that we see out today now is, um, is based off of really the opening that she created, you know, how many, how many eons ago, but um, now I see there's, there's a lot of really important work. And I think the symbolism, like you said, the, the ability to come down to really what, what is here, right here, right now, and how do we work with this right here, right now, and not get caught up in the old false belief systems, the old conditioned responses, whatever that's living inside the nervous system, as well as in the subconscious, how can we be ever so present to then work with it, move with it, release it, embody it, flow with it, and then infusing, like you said before, ho'oponopono, or like self-reflective love, alohama, but compassion, like all of these altruistic values that, um, the yogis knew like and you know vibrating at a higher level is not just vibrating at a higher level of like taking a bhakti yogi class and like feeling great you know from the dopamine hit for a couple hours it's actually like way more depth than that and mm -hmm. going through your healing journey um i would love for you to share your healing journey that you just had your experience and the direct correlation to realizing how much more intelligent you are as an energetic cosmic being um, that you're interacting and entangled within relationships that people don't even see with the naked eye, but energetically it's all through your system. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel to tell the eye story. So it's interesting that you said the naked eye. Um, so doctors in 
June 2021, June 20, yeah, 2022, actually, they took photos of my eyes. And from one year prior, there was nothing in my eyes. This last time that they took photos, there were all these spots in my eyes and you could feel in the doctor's voice, like really nervous for me. And he just said, you know, don't worry, which is like the first thing that when a doctor says that you're like, okay. Um, And he just said, you know, just call us immediately if your vision changes. So about six months later, um, I wake up and I'm in San Diego and it feels like someone is stabbing my eyes, burning internally, externally. And I start to really panic because I, I knew what this doctor had said. And I just said, I said, hey, body, like, what, what is going on? And my body said, don't worry about it. Just don't call the doctor because they're only going to tell you things that you don't want to hear. And I said, okay. So for two weeks, it just kept getting worse and worse and worse, 24-7 like the pressure's constantly changing my eyes. I can't focus on things. And one day I think I was driving to the grocery store and on the highway in San Diego, I, I can follow general objects, but I literally cannot see anything. And in that moment, it was like my higher self took over and said, it is commanded and requested that all distortions in my beliefs, ideas, understandings, perspectives, perceptions, relationships, identities, attachments, any distortions that are related or associated to my physical eyes being distorted be completely resolved and healed now. And the second I said now, my mm. vision corrected to 2020, all the pain, all the burning ceased. And I couldn't, this was the first time that I had commanded something to heal like that. And I just was like shocked. Like I couldn't even literally believe my eyes, like what had just <laughs> happened. But the next three days was the worst emotional upheaval of my entire life because everything that I had felt distorted in the way that I was seeing life relationships with friends, circumstances, experience, it was like all of it had to come up because what I had learned through reverse engineering this process, I had commanded the physical to heal, which we can do when, well, I mean, we can all do it, but there's like a certain level of like, I can do this, that's element to that. However, when you do do that, you're going to have to face all of those things on the emotional level because when a stress or a trauma comes into the body, into the nervous system and distorts the field, which then distorts the physical field. It is quantumly entangled to whatever emotion, thought wave, pattern, belief um, that is connected to it. So when you command the physical form to resolve, you can do that, but you're also going to have to face all of those emotions. So through this process of understanding that, I started to work in the opposite direction because I... I'm like, that's going to be a lot less traumatic to the physical form than commanding the physical to heal. And I really, I honestly, I don't recommend anyone do that anymore. Um, but through interior design, I've learned that you can work just on the emotional side and the physical will heal in a much more gentle way. And there's certain ways to, to code that. But I think what you um, were really referring to is 
is this most recent experience when, you know, here in Hawaii, hello, staff. And I had like mosquito bites from the jungle and I just went into the ocean and laid in the sand and um, got a staph infection. I didn't, I didn't know what that was or have never experienced that. And bacteria are related to, you know, guilt. So, but I start my leg, the top of my foot is like, it's really hurting to like walk and a couple days goes by. I'm like, did I hurt my ankle? Like, I don't remember twisting my ankle. And slowly but surely, like my foot just becomes more inflamed. My ankle gets inflamed, my knee, um, the hip, I can like barely walk. And I'm just like touching the top of my foot and I'm like scratching. And all of a sudden my foot just opens up and it's like full on abscess. I start to freak out because I've been going through all sorts of physical things as I've been downloading this course of literally been going through everything to to get the teachings and so (laughs) I'm just I sit with it and I'm like okay like show me whatever I need to resolve in order for this to heal right now and eyes open I just reach down and I go and and pull it like as if I'm literally pulling something out of my foot and I'm looking at this energy and I'm just like oh my god it's all this unconscious projection of guilt onto my mother Mm. for being for not being able to love me in the way that I wanted to receive and so it was this like I was like I'm not guilty that's why I was like what bacteria guilt like I I don't feel guilty where's this guilt coming from because it's always accurate Mm -hmm. and it was projection of guilt onto my mother so I'm pulling this out mind you the top of my foot is entirely like dark red and I so much swelling 20 minutes later all of the redness had shrunk to the size of a dime the infection was gone and it continued to resolve further on and it ceased to hurt to walk now 36 hours later my mom texts me and she's like hey I'm in the ER really aggressive really sudden uh UTI and out of nowhere and intuitively I got the hit because I released the projection of guilt onto my mother energetically quantumly entangled with her Mm -hmm. all of that projection where she was then feeling a resentment towards herself for being a bad mother could also release Mm -hmm. and I asked her like have you been processing um resentment against yourself for being a bad mother quote-unquote you know and she said yeah And it just blew my mind, this idea of heal yourself, heal the world. All of those things that we think are our own are quantumly entangled to something. And that matrix truly that we're resolving is that false environment appearing real. And the mind and the understanding and the stories that we think are real are so intertwined into what we call trauma. And what trauma really just is, is something unexpected that we weren't able to process in that moment. And by releasing the stories and all the understandings that we think are here and get literally kind of giving that up to God and letting source see through us can literally resolve any infection or dis-ease. There's nothing that I haven't seen that can't be resolved through this process and it's integrating the soul into the body and that's really 
in the most simplest terms, all that's required. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I wanted to um, honor that you had that experience and also, you know, being trained in Barbara Brennan's work, I invite you to, to revisit some of that work too, especially her second book, Light Emerging. But the wounding of the second chakra is, is oral wounding. And when I saw you like doing this, so oral wounding is that like goopy, sludgy, it's water element, it's the emotional body. And so the way that it works with the two people is it's very sludgy when it's trying to come out of the auric field. And um, so there's many, many ways to work with it, but usually it's, it's, cre it's like that muddy water, you know, that's trying to like purify up through the third chakra. And so the earth, first chakra, second water, and then fire, right? It's like trying to alchemize through that. And so, but the, the fascinating thing to me is to witness people who are unconsciously aware that they have these energetic ribbons to each other and that they, and it, right, it's quantum. There's no time-space reality. So those moments when we have a thought of someone else or a feeling of someone else or anything, it's, it's real-time connection. You know, it is the coconut wireless of the body. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, what that's what we're like really feeling. I think for those out there who are on their own healing path or their spiritual journey, and they're feeling like they're doing this alone and you're not doing it alone. You're not carrying this burden by yourself. You are doing this work for yourself and all the generations before and after, but also in real time reality. And like you said, it's just like that. And when you understand how it works and as you're doing this Barrett right now and like having your own direct experience with it you are miracle in motion and I don't know how many times I have said this over you know 20 30 years but until you have that direct experience you're not going to be sovereign in your own body and in the mm -hmm. cells of your body in order for you to really resonate with it you know it's just such a glorious very difficult experience and I was just talking to this to someone too it's like these karmic some scars that we have to go through in order to clear the aura and become high root vibration but you know in Buddhism they call this dukkha right which is suffering and the spiritual warriors and the bodhisattvas they come into this life incarnating asking for suffering asking for soul's evolutionary growth asking for the challenges because that is the only way they're going to evolve into a higher level of compassion, gratitude, joy, sympathetic joy, inner peace, equanimity. If they don't have those situations, they will not, they will just stay stagnant. And that's just not what we're here to do. It's not part of the evolutionary design. So thank you for sharing that story. And I feel it's really important for people to not just wake up and realize that they are so much more intelligence and in their cosmic design than they give themselves credit for. So you can walk around and be completely conscious of how you're co-creating your reality, but also there's other layers to it that people sometimes still don't even recognize. And um, that is only done, and I'm gonna say this now, you don't need to re-traumatize yourself in order for you to practice doing self-discovery work or learning more about how to become more uh, 
open and aware. And um, so you're going to gravitate towards where your energetic body needs the most healing. And so I can say this without a doubt, when I was healing my second chakra, all of my clients were doing the second chakra work, right? I mean, it's just a direct reflection of who you are at the same time. And um, so for Barrett, I would love for you to start talking about your what you're downloading now, the um, interior design work, the anatomy of the healer, so that people know what it is that you're offering and um, how they could work with you or anything else that's kind of coming up as we're having these conversations right now about it. But um, people are coming in at completely different levels and we've been talking about this too. It's like people are coming in really awoke, but no trauma, like direct trauma, or they're not in this lifetime trauma. It might be intergenerational trauma, right? Mm. That processing. And I see that a ton right now. I don't have any direct trauma with, let's say, sexual trauma or racism necessarily, right? But I yeah. do know I'm processing my grandmother's grandmother's trauma, you know? And so here I am in a, in a divine embodiment, you know, at 20, 30 years old, and I'm, I know I'm processing their stuff. Um, and so we have these different layers, right, of people who are aware and awake and uh, wanting to do the work. But how are you seeing this dynamic change right now in terms of your community and your collective community? Yeah, it's interesting when you um, were saying this, uh, the, those who are sort of on the younger side of the spectrum who are coming in without trauma, the download that I got just then was actually, they're meant to be a little bit aloof to the trauma that they will deal with right now. This is, oh, I'm getting like full body chills, um, sort of like a setup. They need to they need to be in that clarity of who they are now because then they have a track record of just like feeling yeah this is like who I am and this is like normal and natural but when the when their soul collectively starts to really drop in once the collective field of the world is cleared enough for them to actually embody then we will be going through we trauma, collective trauma, the fact that we've murdered each other in war and drugs and all of these different things that we're not, we're not even there yet, but they need to be, they're, they're being protected for a time when they will be able to handle the work that they will be doing. But for now, it's like this kind of like interesting limbo period that I, you know, we've been noticing in, in various different ways. Um, but yeah, the, the work that I do and, and am continuing in this direction is really to build um, manuals that people will be able to go through, specific things that, you know, they're dealing with and because your body is a metaphor. So whatever your body is experiencing is just trying to get your attention to assist you in relieving the pressure on all levels, whether it's intergenerational trauma, personal trauma, um, planetary trauma, there's all sorts of information that's that as we become more sensitive, we're able to hold more and become more aware of the ways in which um, this information 
in our nervous system has been corrupted um, or distorted. And so we'll have to resolve those uh, inaccuracies to sources, perspective and perception and experience of life through us. So there is this, this collective consciousness that is integrating into the individual human. And that's like a little bit into the future as far as like where consciousness is going. Um, but that's why some of these folks sort of kind of are really aloof to like what's going on. They don't necessarily connect with our personal trauma because they are here to clear another layer of trauma that we are setting the stage for. So interior design is essentially a bridge from where we've been collectively to the world that is going to be able to process that trauma on the next level. And interior design means your interior design. What is your design? How are you relating to the your own cells, um, to your body? Um, you know, one, one, this is really interesting that's coming to stay, but one person, I saw this one healer and he is super into urine therapy, which is like very popular on Maui. And at the time when I had first heard of it, I was like, uh, yeah, no, that's disgusting. And I remember him here, him saying, if you think your urine is disgusting, there is some unconscious subconscious belief that you are disgusting. And so I remember thinking, I was like, that's really interesting. And I could totally see how the programming of there's something wrong with you, original sin, this kind of like religious stuff um, that seeped into the world, whether you were raised religiously or not, um, can resonate and be held in the body that somehow something that is of my body is disgusting. And so interior design, right? Changing our relationships. So I was going through a sinus infection that lasted like a month. And my friend was like, snort your urine, snort your urine, snort your urine. I was like, I am not doing that. Heard this guy say this, changed <laughs> my relationship. And I was in the shower and I was like, okay, fine. Like I'll just snort my urine. Snorted my urine. In less than 24 hours, my sinus infection was gone. <laughs> so so, so it's like, it doesn't necessarily matter what it is sometimes just changing the relationship will actually work things out in your life um so i just find it interesting that so many people are trying to apply methods and essentially what interior design is focusing on frequency first uh -huh. everyone's focused on like holistic healing or emotional healing and it's not that that's wrong it's just that if the way that you're relating, which is the frequency, is off, no matter what you do on the other levels is going to be off as well, because frequency collapses, condenses, and that becomes the emotional wave, that becomes the thought pattern, all of all of these sorts of things. So when, you know, quick little thing that you can do by yourself, if something is going on in your life, like sit in meditation, ask life to show you the frequency, literally like a visual frequency. What does that look like? Or feel it in your body. And then you can ask life, please give me the opposite frequency or the, the inversion to cancel that. Just like in sound audio, you're working on software and you flip the, flip the frequencies in order to cancel out that sound. 
And this is just one way. It's a, it's a short little prayer that you can do with yourself just to prove to yourself, as you said, give yourself that experience in the body of your divine capacity. And people think these things are supernatural, but this is very common. And we're just coming into remembrance of our co-creative existence in life. And sometimes that's through trauma, dis-ease, disorder, dysfunction in families and society. All of these things are just begging us to come in and care. And that's really what consciousness is, is all about at the end of the day, is providing care. Mm, incredible. And what do you feel is the, I, I love how you gave an example so that people can kind of, you know, cause we all receive differently, right. Depending on how our faculties are open. So mm -hmm. some of us are visual learners. Some of us are, are feeling learners. Some of us are logical learners, linear learners, but I liked how you said you've been working with like prayer or mantra in specific and that you're designing um, your like really like channeling in certain prayers to work um, in in a different way for people for different things. Could you give us an example of that? Absolutely. So just like with the eyes, um, one of the simplest things, two ways that you can pray. This is because prayer in the future is literally just coding. It's like software coding. And when yeah. you pray in a specific way with the conscious awareness of why you're praying in that way, in alignment with quantum principles, then things can shift very, very quickly. And the first part is no matter what you're praying for, and may it be better than I could ever dream of asking to receive for myself. When you're praying that, let's say, you know, I want to embody more truth. I, you know, please help me embody more truth and may it occur in a way that is greater than I could ever dream of asking to receive for myself. What has been received or what is in the Akashic records is a container. We think of imagination as this unlimited, limitless source of it can be anything, right? But imagination is actually fundamentally limited because there was something that actually created this experience that feels very limitless that is contained. When you pray, and may it be greater than I could ever dream of asking to receive for myself, it is beyond what has already been created. And you're tapping into the miracle zone. Now, when you make that prayer, you are inviting quantum shifting, <laughs> which <laughs> means that there's going to be chaos in your reality. Now, chaos perceived from the 3D person can feel uncomfortable because we want to maintain a constant narrative and story in order to feel safe, which is totally fine and natural. But when you make that prayer, understand that you're asking the field to open up to possibilities beyond what has already been created. Doing that, you can then trust whatever comes up in your life is only guaranteed to bring you greater than you could ever dream of asking to receive for yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's guaranteed because of the way that you prayed to be better than what you want or what you think you want. Mm -hmm. But the things that you must face are the initiations that require you to move in that direction. So that's the first step of the prayer is the prayer is important because chaos is going to be in your life, whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. So you might as well pray to code chaos in a way that is 
that you know it's something greater is is coming that way it allows you to move with more grace and ease in the direction that life is already going mm -hmm. so on that side yes the second part is and you can write this down it is commanded and requested that all distorted beliefs ideas understandings perspectives perceptions attachments overlays identities that are incongruent and incompatible to my soul's direct connection to source and that perspective of my life in the highest and best way for me now be resolved cleared canceled deleted and purified with grace ease and mercy to my physical and all things affecting my physical to the ethereal and integrated perfectly throughout all bodies layers and levels known or unknown and integrated throughout all languages that I speak or have spoken thank you show me and when you say thank you and show me you're confirming that the coding is done and you're asking to witness because life requires you to witness the miracles that are moving through when you witness something you're shifting and anchoring that reality and so when you say show me you're asking for what you just prayed to be seen witnessed and integrated and embodied and that prayer can you know you can sit in meditation and say something like that and just feel that's all that's required let yourself feel the movement maybe nothing shifts and maybe that realization is what if i'm already in the most uninterrupted direct connection to the source. So whatever answer you get, there's always a value of divine beauty that's there to be received. Wow. <laughs> we will have that written down somehow, somewhere for all of you. And, you know, maybe we'll just make a little MP4 prayer because those are those are those nuggets of wisdom that I love that you give it's like that's what I'm talking about is that channeling of just like I really felt like it's this energetic architect you know yeah. there's so much Merlin and Metatron energy <laughs> that's mm -hmm. just like completely commanding the forces of the universe to work in your favor um and as I said, like, may it all be in your favor, right? Like destiny is all like it, it, there are important, important mantras that have been created over time. Um, and that, that we know are just, you know, conscious, conscious matrix, like Merkabas, you know, and that's really what like mandala work is and all these beautiful ways to work energetically, um, to support yourself for more and more healing and more and more self-love and to really be um, the next level, which is to then be of service to yourself and community and to help the world in whatever capacity you're here for in terms of your dharma and your purpose. And I'm just so excited that I'm witnessing Barrett, well, once again, like stepping into the fire and into the flame to bring us this incredible work and, um, I have nothing but deep, deep respect for you and your path and everything that you've gone through and that you're still like here for it. You know, you're still like definitely 
standing in that flame and like being that channel and being that source of light and helping those that come to you. And definitely um, your offerings right now include what, like how do people learn about your work or learn about how to get a hold of you? And I'll have this all in the bio in the um, description for the podcast, as well as on Instagram and stuff. But maybe you can just verbally let everybody know what, what it is you're offering right now. And then who is your ideal client or how do you work with people? Um, absolutely. Yeah, my website is uh, barrettleetegner.com. Double R-E-double-T-double-E after Lee. Um, Tegner, T-E-G-N-E-R. Um, yeah, I do soul embodiments. So basically what I do is sit with someone we get deep into meditation which is important because when I'm channeling these prayers um through for you um the ego will prevent the energy from coming in so basically we drop you down below where your nervous system can be triggered by the information that your soul is guiding to be brought through and I just basically ask your soul like hey like what is the juiciest most expansive miraculous energy that we can bring through show me what to pray for and then I just listen um but because of the way that I've trained myself to be so granular with everything like I feel like a princess in the pea kind of story you know it's like there could be one <laughs> one thing of energy off like 10,000 mattresses below me and I would feel it you know like I'm like, mm, the frequency slightly off. Um, and, you know, it's it's just the cutting edge of consciousness. Like, let's explore further. And my prayer personally and intention with every client is no matter what you bring to me, most people say, oh, like, that's the end result. For me, I'm like, let's start there and resolve that, like, because it will take me like three minutes to do. And then let's go way beyond that and expand your reality um, and what you can experience. And that's, you know, whatever we can clear and move, that's more joy, that's more pleasure, that's more beauty, that's more of, of you being in the driver's seat of your life hand in hand with the most high of all that is mm -hmm. that you are living that in your life. That's what we're here to do. Bring that cosmic self into form and that's what I help people um do and every single time it's it's radically amazing to see what what comes through for people um because I you know I'm learning as I'm channeling um and the other thing that I um have recently started doing although I haven't put it on, on my website yet uh is half day retreats and doing them in person here in Hawaii or um online on zoom and just sitting with someone um for about four to six hours you know really giving someone a full full time full attention beyond you know a standard session which you know 60 to 90 minutes um but a half day retreat it's like the depths to which you can resolve things through perspective and frequency and prayer uh, is truly monumental um and 
right now I'm offering that for just 11 and 11. Um, and that's honestly a steal for what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then beyond that, my next offering, um, which has not yet launched, but it will be sometime in May, and you'll be able to find that on uh, any of my socials or my website, is the collapse of understanding and the collapse of stories. And that's um, my process of, of integrating consciousness between the mind, heart, and gut, um, collapsing understanding in the mind, and then stories in the heart, all to integrate things back into the gut or the now. Um, which is where presence and your perception of value is. And that's how we plug into the garden of Eden of life that's already here. It's just waiting for us to perceive it. And by resolving these frequencies, then we can then look at life and finally see what's always been here. And that is the collapse of time. Absolutely beautiful. I'm so honored to have our paths crossed many eons and eons ago, my friends. And it's just so beautiful to witness you in all your glory right now. And just hearing like the depth of your passion right now for what you're doing, I can just feel that in my now. And it's just, it's just like, for me, I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, there's a part of me that's just like, everyone's like doing so good. I mean, in, in, in a way that it's like embodied sacred activism, like working with their karma and turning it into their dharma and just owning it. And that is absolutely where we are and where we need to be, because there is so much collective healing that's taking place. And I see it every day happening mm. on quantum level, planetary level, cultural level, all these structures of government and education and healthcare level, the environment, our food system level. I mean, take your pick right now, right? I mean, we are in the soup of it. And it's, um, and it can also be really, I think, difficult out there for people who maybe are having these big woke moments and are looking for direction. And so I really want to put it out there to anybody that's listening. If you're looking for a really embodied, beautiful, structured, masculine, but mystical um, experience, you know, with like, like heavy, like scientific experiential medicine, um, you know, that has the dabs of esoteric in it, you know, we need to have that. And that's using both your left and right brain. Right. And so you need to be at that times and space where both of your hemispheres are coming together and you're creating neuronal pathways and the synapses are going and you're just like having this like pivotal aha moments like you're in that frequency, as Barrett was saying, of the miracle consciousness. And that is that is truly where I where we know and it's proven now um, to go to do some incredible DNA healing, you know, and that's like probably our next podcast. We're going to talk about that next at some yeah. point, like, oh my God, let's unpack that one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I would get in touch with Barrett. I would look at, look at the offerings that he's got going on right now, especially I love these half day mentorships, which, you know, I used to do that many years ago and they're incredible and they take a lot out of you. But for those of you that are, that are able to have that experience, like, please listen to that gut reaction. So if you're listening to this, 
he is based in Maui right now. I don't think you're going anywhere soon. Um, the new course offering is going to be in May 2023. Um, I will put his website, which is Barrett Lee Tager, right? Tegner, yes. Hegner, I always mispronounce that because I have dyslexia too. So <laughs> I see it. it says one thing with the letters flip. So then I say another thing. Um, and your social, can you tell us your social media handles? Same, Barrett Lee Tegner. Okay. B A R R E T B L. TikTok, all of it. YouTube? YouTube is the same. Yes. Same. Although I, I'm rebooting my YouTube right now. So it's not okay. up right now, but it, it will be the same. Okay. Um, so please find one of those handles to get in touch with him and to start working with him. And hopefully you and I will create something and collaborate and make an offering ourselves. But I truly, truly appreciate your time. I know I just love that we were able to connect. I'm in Bali and you're in Maui and I'm such a good, good like energy. And of course it had to be this, like we tried to do this before and it didn't happen. And I'm like, so there's obviously something here for you too. Like this Bali energy is coming to connect with you today. Um, so thank you so much for your time and for being here and being a vessel of light and just truly, truly honored once again, brother, to have a very blip moment in time that will help everybody in whatever capacity that it does. But I love you and I'm so honored to know you and thank you so much for everything. Mm, I love you too. Thank you so much. Aloha. Aloha. And let's, um, will you take us out with a prayer? Oh yes, absolutely. Oh, just taking a few deep, slow inhales and exhales as if you could breathe through the bottoms of your feet. Asking that everyone's angels and guides be with them, make their presence known. And open their body to the joy that they are, the beauty that they are, the passion that they are the love and the light that they are and that anything that could be a hindrance a block or a barrier that through your soul's direct connection to source is ready to release and resolve an entirety now be completed in this moment integrated throughout all layers and levels of being throughout all languages that you speak or have spoken and downloaded for all ancestors and descendants in the highest, best, and healthiest way for you at this time. Alhama. Alhama, and so it is. Um, thank you all for listening today. We are always happy to have you listening to the golden thread podcast you can find us on spotify or itunes or google play and many other places but thank you and have a beautiful beautiful day